Click. I'm just kidding. I actually guess saw that video. Um, listen, I had a guy reach out to me recently. He wanted some clarification on random license plates. They're having a debate at his department on what you can and can't do with random license plate using MDTs. And Alpar kind of falls into the same thing. There's guidelines with the eight. Let, turn- Let me turn the volume off of my phone uh, as my friend who is watching this video. We'll see in a second that I was going live. So um, there's two cases that came out. And I'm going to try to explain it in a nutshell. Hopefully, if anybody has anything to contribute, please feel free to um, contribute as well if you think you have some insight on this. But I'm going to give you two cases, one state versus Donus, which is 1998. And guys around the country who are watching this, it probably applies because they pull a lot of Supreme Court case law for our New Jersey case law on this. I will come back with something that's more ambidextrous to the rest of the country for you to use tomorrow for sure. Um, We are talking about New Jersey case law. But again, it probably applies the same exact way. I'd be shocked if it's any different. Anybody who's watching this around the country in different states, feel free to comment to let me know. Even let the guys in your state know, hey, man, I'm like, no, this is how it works here. So the question is, is he poses the question is, Dennis, um, can you uh, we're having a debate at work. When can you run a random plate inquiry versus a full inquiry? And if we run a full inquiry with reasonable suspicion, which is the standard for a motor vehicle stop here in New Jersey, it's not probable cause. It's actually reasonable suspicion. You don't need PC, uh, which is interesting. You have to kind of understand it's a reasonable belief that a, a traffic offense has occurred. You don't need to prove it. Just have a reasonable belief for it. Um, is that enough to run somebody's plate full F2? And the, and the answer is yes. The question is, do you need to affect a stop if you're going to run somebody F2? And I will tell you, no, you don't. You need a justification, which is a reasonable suspicion to run somebody F2. And you don't need to make a stop with running somebody F2, right? You're allowed to access that information because they did violate the law. Um, we certainly, I, I, I never messed around with that computer ever. I never, I never screwed around with it. And that's how we ran things. If you didn't have a violation, we did not do it. Um, but again, guys, you have to go back to knowing that your agency is going to have, uh, they can twist and turn anything in your police department and they can fuck with you however they want. So if you're trying to do proactive police work and that's not the mission statement of your police department, like, be careful. I got to emphasize that. For those of you who are fortunate enough to work in a department that either doesn't care but doesn't bother you or uh, is enthusiastic, like Craig Meyer just transferred over to uh, down in Texas. They have, like, really – it's he sent me a text today. It's crazy. They're super proactive. Really good transfer for him to go over down there and uh, get, get some good uh, police work. I'll see. Here in Australia, we can run. Yeah, I know the Australia rule. I ran into a guy for at a convention. I don't know if you're the same guy. You can run away for anything. Uh, we don't need reasonable suspicion to run anything through our database. It's a shame you guys have it so hard over there. Yeah, it's uh, you know, looking. It's uh, it's it's America, man. Like that's kind of like how it is. I like the way in Australia, but the difference is, is hey, bro, we get to carry guns off duty. You guys don't. You got to check your gun in like a, like a fucking class two over here. So we get to carry guns. I like. I'm retired. I can carry a gun for the rest of my life. I have a concealed carry permit. I have a uh, my H and K. Let's see. I got my H and K. Right here. I'm not HK. Shit, I'm sorry. My MMP. Uh, I'll carry that till I think the, the rule is 75 or 85. I think it's 75 in New Jersey. But that's the difference, man. Uh, but Australia got hot ass women. So listen, let's go into this. Let's go into the case law. I highlighted some stuff. I'm not going to read the whole thing to you. There's a stop made. And um, so this is what they said. The guy's trying to contradict that the guy had no right to access. This is 1998 when technology starts coming in. We start getting MDTs in cars. Remember, cops ran license plates as they drove. That's the way. And some of you guys who don't have MDTs in your cars, you still have to do it that way, right? So you're driving. And believe it or not, there are agencies that don't have computers in their cars. you got to run shit like 
uh, yeah, hey, five to headquarters. You got to run me a 1029 moving. And dispatcher's like, okay, put their donuts down or their coffee. Uh, yeah, um, what do you got there? And you're running a plate. That's how they do. That's how it was done traditionally before because the only computers you had were inside police headquarters. So they, they talk about this. This is one. Uh, the guy's name is Aldo Sergeant Hawthorne observed no criminal activity and no driving or equipment violation by Donuts. He testified that he punched the car's license plate number because of his proximity to the vehicle and the opportunity to stop the car if information to, appeared to stop, to warrant such a stop. That's Donuts. I'm just going to go a little bit further into it and explain some things what the court said. The panel held that because the vehicle license plates are openly displayed on the records uh, are public, there was no unconstitutional intrusion on the defendant's privacy. The panel further ruled that the stops were valid and did not constitute unreasonable seizures because the officers reasonably believed there was a general match between the appearance of the drivers and NDT descriptions of Donuts and Gordon. Now, uh, while we're on this subject, if you are using your L Alpar, I'm going to continue on with this, but if you're using your Alpar, your MDT, to rely on whether or not you're going to stop a car, my advice is this. If you're running things F1, because now they've implemented a two-step process after this case law came out, we'll talk about that in a second. If you're running F1, just know that you ha- you're supposed to match a description. You don't have to drive up next to the guy. You can't see into the car. You're allowed to stop the car and warrant a stop, and that goes into picture where they talk about that, and they, they quote another case, and I think the case was, let's see here, uh, Locurdo, and I'll add that into here. You can read that one. But once a once a matchup is misidentified and there's no reasonable suspicion to continue on the stop, maybe you don't smell marijuana, you, or something doesn't doesn't add up, you have to terminate the stop. You can't continue off the stop and begin to check somebody's credentials. You're not allowed to do that. So um, how do you fix that? I'm telling everybody the same thing. If you're going to rely on that Alpar to pop off and that's the reason you're going to stop the car and that's considered what you're doing is proactive patrol. Look, I get that everybody doesn't have training and you don't understand that there's better ways to go about doing criminal interdiction and wanting to capture arrests and be proactive. There's better ways than relying on that computer and relying on an Alpar. Okay. There's just, it's, that's not, really the science of how to get good arrests but you will come up with stuff okay uh albeit once in a blue moon you'll step in shit but generally gonna find you could dog shit arrests and crap all off suspended drive like who cares like look at the other groups that are involved here look at like par daisy and look at tj cullen and look at brad gilmore like guys they're getting 200 grand on stops kilos 50 kilos like i promise you that they're not running Sean Pardee's maybe running Alpars, but he's not relying on Alpars to pick the cards he wants to stop. Trust me. And I, I know TJ doesn't even use an Alpar or, or an MDT. Uh, and my advice to you is uh, I'm going to try to educate everybody as much as possible. We're putting as much content out as we can. Uh, we, if I put it out in two days of content in one shot, you'd never watch it. Or you would never, you would never watch it. So, but my advice back to what I'm saying is if you're using that computer and it comes back that the driver suspended, you don't know who's driving the car. Here's a simple fix find a motor vehicle violation to stop the car with. Then you don't have to terminate the stop for New Jersey guys when the matchup reveals that it's not the same person. So if you're passing, somebody's passing you, you're punching in your computer, dit, 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 dit. oh, license plate hits, it puts a full read back, and you're like, oh, wow, driver suspended. But I have no idea what the guy looks like. Follow the car. Don't get your big boner and just hit the lights and fucking jam them over. Uh, do like a pretext stop. Notice the car. Now you want to just add a little more justification to stopping the car. This way you don't have to say in court, oh, well, I relied on my MDT. And then, you know, you don't have a good thing going on. So just wait till the guy in New Jersey uh, uses his brakes before he signals. Stop. 4-126. Yeah, 126. Is the guy driving uh, down the highway, occupying the middle lane and the left lane, 
and not passing or overtaking a motor vehicle or making a left-hand turn or avoiding a traffic obstacle. Like you got to know all these small minor uh, stuff that we're not, we don't commonly enforce in title 39 because you've been conditioned to believe your whole life that, well, speeding stop signs, red lights, like stop looking at the front of the frigging book, go into title 39, know your case. I uh, know, or go into your motor vehicle law, get good with that shit. And then you'll have to and go, well, I don't stop for petty cars. Hey, this isn't the group where we don't, let me tell you something. The best, the best, and you quote me on this, the best traffic interdiction stops are the simplest things. And if you want to argue that, you come and argue that all day long. We'll bring some monster killer interdiction officers in. You can debate that with what you're doing and what they're doing. So when people say things like, oh, I don't stop for minor violations, fuck you, dude, because you know what? We do, and we're the ones who make all the big arrests. So you take your opinion and go run your radar, whatever you want to do. Now, not mad at anybody who's running radar. I mean, it's people who are criticizing what we do here, what we do here and interdict criminals on the highway. You don't want to do that? That's fine. But that's don't criticize the importance of what you would consider to be minor violations uh, in the motor vehicle law. Because you know what? Us as interdictors and the people who are wanting proactive, we criticize you because we think speeding is a minor violation. Right? You're getting drugs on a, on a, on a guy doing 150? Nope. Maybe you'll get it 450. You're probably getting a cop. But so let's not let's not play that, that critical game when guys start writing in this group who are new to this to this program, like, oh well, anyway. That's that. Let's not criticize things here and the things that we do as proactive police officers looking for criminal interdiction. Anyway, back to this. So I'm going to go a little further into the thing. It says, uh, enacting sections 3.3 to 3.4, the legislator balanced, legislator balanced the state's goals to maintain highway safety by ensuring that only qualified drivers operate safe motor vehicles by protecting law enforcement officers in fulfilling their duties by protecting motorists from necessary disclosure of their personal information. To best balance these concerns, the data displays on the MDT should be reprogrammed to provide a two-step process. The first step, the initial random license plate lookup would display information regarding the, only the registration status of the vehicle, the license status of the uh, registered owner, and whether the vehicle has been reported stolen. The registered owner's personal information would not be displayed. If the original inquiry disclosed the basis of further police action, the police officer would proceed in the second step, which would allow them to access the personal information of the registered owner, including the name, address, social security number, and if available, criminal record. Now, guys, I will tell you this. Um, uh, let's see. Some guys writing some other shit, something about uh, doing signing on my Facebook page. That's why everything beeped. Um, so... Most of your technology and your MDTs, when you put a random plate in, if it hits, it's going to bring up F2 or the whole full lookup. We know that. Um, the question that was asked is, what do you need to be able to run somebody on a full lookup without having that first initial hit? And here's where it says, um, <clears throat> with the reprogram MDTs, police officers who were using MDTs at random and who lacked suspicion could only access non-private information. So what they're saying here is you need reasonable suspicion to access reasonable suspicion of a motor vehicle violation or criminal violation, which is fine. They also address that too here. Um, the information would justify the police officer accessing the personal information from the MDT, the ability of law enforcement officers under a two-step process to access full information identifying motorists will help protect the officers from danger as they stop and approach motor vehicles. Okay. Now I'm going to go into picture and just a little piece out of picture. Uh, in addition, a brief 
traffic stop is constitutionally permissible under a less stringent standard. A police officer is justified in stopping a motor vehicle when he has an articulable and reasonable suspicion that the driver has committed a motor vehicle offense. That's under State versus Lurcado, like I talked about. That's the requirement. That's the standard. So that's going to be the standard to access the MDT as well on a full lookup. The weight of the authority supports our conclusion that the officer reasonably relied on the information included in the DMV database and acted on the basis of articulable facts that gave rise to a reasonable suspicion that the defendant was unlicensed. Okay, so that's that's what you need, man. You need reasonable suspicion. And uh, anybody can correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure, although there's nothing in case law, that you don't need to, if you have somebody who's committing a traffic violation, just like you have discretion, um, you know, you may, especially if you run pretextual stops, doesn't mean you have to make the effect the motor vehicle stop because you ran them on a full lookup. Uh, you just need a justification to look them on the full lookup, and that's a reasonable articulable suspicion of a motor vehicle violation or criminal activity. So with that being said, hopefully that answers your question. I know there's a few guys out there who have written to me. I'm sorry. I've been sidetracked. We have a lot going on here. We're planning a lot of stuff out. Uh, if I can do anything for you and a question comes in, I'm probably going to set up a Gmail account, but your best bet is to email me so I can print them and put them on my desk and I can go through them. I literally printed stuff out. I will attach, as I always do, the links to the cases that I've cited here this evening. And uh, if there's anything I can help you with, I know that I speak with a lot of passion here. I'm a very approachable guy. Um, I just want to shut down bullshit in this group where anybody who's going to come on this who's ill-informed, nothing bothers me more than people who talk about things that they have no idea what the fuck they're talking about. So as you see, you may think that I sound like an expert, but I stay narrow and deep to the things that I know. I don't go off on tangents about uh, crime scene processing. You know why? Because I don't fucking know about crime scene processing. But the things that I do know, I know 100%. And I will still stay convicted to those things uh, as adamantly as possible. And when somebody shows up in this group and starts saying stupid shit, uh, we don't have time for that here. This is a this is a group that provides value to police officers who are trying to do more in their career. I don't give a shit if you're the most pessimistic person in the world. If you just deploy some humility and listen to the things that we're teaching in this group and the other stuff that guys are trying to contribute, you will learn something too. Unfortunately, humility is not a big trait in law enforcement. So if you can't deploy it here, that's fine. You can be a critic or, or a hypocrite or whatever you want to be. Just don't put your two cents that don't make any goddamn sense into this group. Um, but everything else is welcome. Don't be a pessimist. Be somebody who questions or looks, seeks the answers. Okay. We just don't want pessimists here. It's fucking bullshit. Like you want to take your, 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 your attitude, go somewhere else with it. I don't give a shit about that. Anyway, guys, uh, that's it this evening. I'm sorry for going on. I get these emotional things. I'm just annoyed with, with stupid. We had a guy recently who wrote something in the group and it was so asinine. It was so asinine that I didn't even, it was so stupid. I'm glad that most of you didn't see it. And the problem is, is when somebody who doesn't know what they're talking about says something asinine, then all of you guys get confused. Well, did this guy have a point? We are trying to delegate and dish out the proper, correct information in this group. Nothing you're going to find here is ill-informing, or I would never set anybody up in this group for failure. So I take a big responsibility in making sure this stuff is prim and proper and on point. So when some knucklehead shows up who's new to the group, because we had 3,000 people, um, you know, like, you don't know what you're talking about. Don't talk about it. Ask Hit me with a PM. What do you think about this? We don't need opinions here. This is not an opinion-based place. This is not midnight muster where I can hear Phil, Frank, and John discussing their thoughts on things. The only opinions that valid that matter in this group are the opinions of the people who know what the fuck they're talking about in the Supreme Court of the United States, the state of New Jersey, your, your state, 
And just to finish, a lot of things I say in here, I don't placate to the people I can't sell or the people that don't believe in the things that I'm doing. But I will be here and I will stay strong to everybody that I that I promise you that I'm delivering on everything that I can. We are helping a lot of people. And for the critics out there, I don't care. It doesn't matter to me. I'm not, I'm not lying to people here. This is this is just the truth. And you're in this group. And uh, man, I will continue to deliver with me and the people that we've associated ourselves with, TJ, Sean Pardaisy, um, anybody who has a little attention is always going to have haters. And uh, I just don't give a shit. I don't care what you hate on. And, um, you know, a guy called me recently. It's like, oh, the chief said, we're not sending guys to your class anymore. Okay. We still have 107 guys lined up for the next class. And it's not even, we're not even there yet. And that's still three weeks away. So I don't care if your chief uh, doesn't like the things that I'm talking about. Because you know what? There's uh, 90% of chiefs on here who are saying, this is great. This is wonderful. We love what you do. And I get texts and emails all day long with praises that we're helping everybody around the state and the country. And it's a real big thing for me to be able to provide valuable information at this large scale to make sure you guys go out and do this job correctly and do it well. And I don't think I'm hot shit. I just know some stuff. I, I like, I interpret it. I want you guys, I'll do a class at Kansas City, Bri. We'll do a class in Kansas City. I think you reached out to me, bro. We'll do it. Like the out-of-state program's dope. We, have, we got good stuff going on the out-of-state program. We're going to, uh, where am I going? I'm going to Hobart, Indiana next. We have Pennsylvania set up uh, pit, right outside of Pittsburgh in Elizabeth, Pennsylvania. And then we have, uh, we have. I, I just talked to a guy from uh, Pennsylvania not too far from here, about two hours from here. So, dude, like, we're coming out. Like, the program, people are always thinking, oh, man, does this, does this really translate well out of state? Sure it does, man. Sure it does. Ask the guys instead of 40 guys in South Dakota. They, their minds were blown. We had a great time. It was wonderful. Things change. They're doing better stuff. They don't have nothing to work with out there because there's one person for every 16,000 square miles. But um, their style has changed. I'm just trying to help people. That's all it is. I'm trying to deploy as much content, as much help as I can. And uh, I don't know how this fucking rant. Sorry, guys. My bad. Uh, anyway, if you need anything, reach out to me. I'm always here. Everybody knows that. Uh, tried and true all the way through. I didn't mean for that to rhyme. That's kind of tacky. But um Guys, anything I can do for you, like I said, I'm always available. Have a good night.